When, when we began the season of Advent, we, uh, we started in Psalm 122, and we, we, were, we were beginning with an invitation, right, where the psalmist says, I was glad when you said, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I said, let's take this as an invitation to reconnect with God, to go on this journey to the house of the Lord together. And in the second Sunday of Advent, we encountered John the Baptist who said, hey, you might have to turn around from the direction that you're going. Metanoia, right, meant turn around, repent from the direction you're going to come up to the house of the Lord, to reconnect with God in your life. And then last week, we were reminded of how Mary went back to God after, or went back to the angel after hearing of God's favor for her and said, hold on, wait a minute. How can this be? She needed to hear it again. And while you're on this journey, having turned around, saying, okay, God, let's, let's get right. Let me get right with you. It might be that you need to hear again of how God favors you, how God is in love with you and desires to be in relationship with you. And so as we come to the crescendo of this journey, as we find our way almost there, at the manger, we, we hear these words of how Mary was almost there, of when Mary was almost there. It says in Luke 1, in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. What I want to focus on today is that as you make this journey, and as you live in this world that tends to be like Mary, in great haste, be reminded of the importance of stopping and finding relief and being at rest. That also is part of the journey. Let us pray. Chatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing obey. Amen. The Bible is peppered with pilgriming people. Pilgriming, accurate use of that word, I don't know. But people that are traveling along. The Bible is peppered with them. Abraham spent most of his life wandering. He's known as a wanderer. He and Sarah go from Ur to Haran to Egypt to Bethel to Hebron to Gerar to Beersheba to Mount Moriah and back to Hebron. Abraham is always on the move. Jacob. Jacob left Canaan after he tricked his father Isaac and stole his birthright from Esau. He left and he goes to Haran where he ultimately marries and begins his family comes back to the land of Canaan and ultimately ends up in Egypt. The prophet Elijah was from Tishbe, a Gilead, but his ministry took him to Carmel and Jerusalem and to Mount Sinai. Elijah's on the move. 
Even Jesus walked. He went from Nazareth and Galilee. He, we remember this triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Jesus, the followers of Jesus are known as people of the way. They all took a journey. I hope that this month you've taken a journey. We follow Mary as she takes this journey with great haste. But they all stopped to rest. And I hope you'll notice something this morning. It's when they stop to rest, to find relief, that God tends to show up and do something special. So Abraham and Sarah, Abraham the wanderer, they stop at the Oaks of Mamre, and it's there that God comes to them and tells them that they're going to have Isaac, that their family is going to continue, that they will be blessed, that the promise is going to be kept. Jacob stops by the river on his way back from Canaan, and it's there that God meets him when he rests, and he wrestles with the angel, and he's given his new name, which is Israel. Elijah stops on Mount Sinai, the same place Moses stops, by the way, and is met with a burning bush. Elijah stops and he meets God too, not in a wind or a quake or even a fire like Moses did, but he stops and God meets him in a still, small voice. Jesus stops to rest, everyone. You remember in the Gospel of Mark, he tells his disciples to park the boat on the other side of the Sea of Galilee so he can go up and pray. And on the night where he is arrested, he stops in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he reaches his hands out to God. As his journey is coming to a close, he stops to rest, and God meets him there. So it should come as no surprise that when it comes to telling us about Mary's journey, we read in the Bible very little about what that journey looked like, only that it was made with great haste. We don't know what she finds along the way, who she meets, how much gas costs on the way. We don't know much about how she gets there, what it looks like to travel, but we know a lot about what it looks like for her to stop and rest. We know that she stops and she meets with Elizabeth. We know that the Holy Spirit is present with her. We know that the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps with great joy. We know that as a result of this resting, Mary bursts out in this song, a song that we call the Magnificat, one of the most beautiful songs that the world has ever known. That's what comes out of her resting, out of her stopping, out of her finding relief. Just like the pilgrims of faith before her, and just like the son that she's carrying in her womb would one day, even Mary stopped to rest, and something beautiful in her connection with God happened. Will you stop to rest? Will we 
stop to rest, what would it look like if this community stopped, even in this moment, just to, to rest, to have a feeling it would be deeply uncomfortable, even for us who follow these, follow in the line of these, these forefathers and mothers of our faith who stopped, it would be deeply uncomfortable because it's so far outside what has become normal in our lives. If I stopped this service and said, we're going to rest, you would say, well, come on. There are pancakes to be eaten. We can smell them. And yet, if we are interested in what all this is about, if we're really interested in what this journey toward reconnecting with the real of the real is about, we've got to stop and expect the power of the Holy Spirit to be present in who we are as individuals and as a community. That, none of the other, that is the beginning of our tradition. Rest. About a month ago, Pastor Chris invited caregivers of our church to come together for a special dinner church service in the refectory. And she reached out to those that she knew had ailing parents or, or sick children or a spouse that need caring for. She reached out to the pastors and the deacons and the Stephen ministers and she said, come to this service. I want to, I want to create a space for you just to come and to rest. And, and people came and we shared a meal together and we had a time of prayer and the gift of music. And then Pastor Chris stood in front of this, this group and said, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to anoint you with oil which is an ancient prayer practice. Anybody that liked, would like to be anointed, would you please come forward? And do you know how many people came forward? None. None came forward. And, and I wondered what would happen next. And it took a long, it seemed like it was taking a long time to see what would happen next. Chris just stood there and I was worried for her as a colleague. What's she going to do? And then Chris started to move to them. And as she did, they reached their hands out to her. And she went around all the tables and she offered the oil and she prayed for the people. And I realized, you know, the folks there, they wanted healing. They didn't know. They didn't know how to connect with God, maybe in that moment. They didn't know how to, how to get to it. And so just to stay there and to be at rest was the right thing to do. They wanted healing, but they needed rest, and so she came to them which is what God does for us.
That's what God does for us. And it's why we celebrate Christmas with, with such fervor, because we want healing, but we, we maybe don't know how to get there, and so we need to learn how to stop and rest, because He comes to us, to where we sit. Reach out your hand, to where you sit, He comes. He comes to where you work, to where you're sad, to where you're strong, sit and rest. He comes to you where you rest. That one day, we might, after all the resting and the healing together, one day we might be like Mary and like the herald angels. We might be able to really... Sing. Amen.